Welcome to the BC Perspective Podcast. It is episode 418, and this recorded September 21st, 2016. If you notice, a few things are a little different. Like, I'm here, Ryan's not, neither is Alan. But I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Jeremy Holstrom. And I'm Sebastian Peake. And that's uh, that's who you got going on tonight. So, uh, <laughs> lucky... Lucky you. Uh, you know, if you want to get a hold of us, you email at podcast at uh, pcpro.com. You can see replays of this and previous podcasts at pcpro.com slash podcast, or you can follow us on Twitter. Well, you can do all these things, actually, at once. You can uh, follow us at Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash Ryan Shrout or twitter.com slash pcpro. Jeremy, Sebastian, myself, we all have Twitter accounts as well. If you're curious... You can look them up, but I'm not telling you here. Anyway, uh, you know, this has kind of been a uh, weak week in terms <laughs> of content. I don't have a whole lot, and I'll tell you what, the uh, one person who did was Sebastian. He certainly uh, earned his keep this week, and I need to get going on something. Needs to be fewer dog deaths and concussions and... Mm-hmm. Other fun things in my life. I'm I'm going to use those as excuses. So anyway, uh, but yeah, one of the uh, the first reviews is uh, Sebastian's "The Towers of Power." How come you didn't name a "Towers of Powers"? I don't know. I was thinking like "Tower of Power" and a, a play yeah. on that. It wasn't the best title, and really, it was just a working title, and it I just left it. But here we are. It's published. You can read it at PCPer.com. It's got beautiful uh, light box photography to look at. And essentially, I had the idea because I had these three big coolers laying around. And I had recently reviewed the Le Grand Macho RT. And I had the Ninja 4 from previous review. And I already owned an NHD 14, which I got back out recently because I switched back to an LGA 2011 platform that I actually used to test these coolers. And just to make things interesting, I used the Hyper 212 Evo to see what it could do against these more expensive coolers, all of which retail for between about fifty and eighty dollars. The ninja's the cheapest. When I reviewed it it was around fifty five. It's dropped about ten bucks. And the other two are about seventy nine dollars. Uh depending on the version that you get of the NHD fourteen. But if you look at the site, you can see the comparisons on these, uh, what they're made of, how heavy they are. Obviously, the uh, Noctua, it's it's a, the only dual tower cooler, and I kind of felt like it had an unfair advantage because of that. It also was the only cooler with two fans out of the box. I did not uh, look for a second fan for the uh, Evo. I just wanted to test it as is, like what do you get for 29 bucks out of the box? So all of these are just as they come. And if you go to the results page in the review, you'll see that the D14 did indeed come out on top, which isn't that surprising considering how big it is and that second fan. But that Legrand Macho, which I had tested before with a 6600K i5, which was correctly pointed out by you know comments that this is not that stressful of a workload. It's a quad-core chip. It's only a 91-watt TDP on that i5. 
and it doesn't even come close to using that most of the time. It, the only difference between the 6600, which is a 65 watt part, and the 6600K is basically the overclocking headroom and 200 megahertz. So running that thing at stock was not much of a test, but it actually did really well with not only the stock, but also a 4 gigahertz overclock on all six cores. It held its own nicely. It finished about 2.5 degrees behind the D14, under like the most stressful load, it was pretty much tied with it at normal loads. I use uh, the X264 benchmark to stress all the cores for a normal workload. And then I use Prime 95, the small FFT, like max power consumption torture test to do uh, stress temps. So it's not a realistic test at all. So if you're just looking at the actual loads, which is the light green bar on these graphs, you'll see these are really evenly matched on the the for the big coolers and then that hyper 212 evo is only like three or four degrees behind so you're you're never even coming close to any dangerous temperature levels in fact it keeps this processor even at a four gigahertz overclock nice and cool i never even uh, not accounting for uh, room temperatures which these are delta temps on these charts I was seeing, I never, I don't think I ever saw any more than 81 degrees on the hottest core, 82 maybe. So nowhere near danger. And that was kind of the, the story here, even though it was quite a bit louder, if you look at noise levels under load, like significantly louder, 42 decibels, 42.8 decibels is still not that loud, especially if it's in a case. That'll go down a couple decibels in a case, unless it's a really like open case with like a mesh front or something. But if you can deal with 40, which is still probably about as loud as your GPU, so you're not really going to hear it, then you can save a lot of money. But for absolute performance, the D14 did come out on top. So you can check out the review for details about it, but it's, I don't have a D15. I know Maury's the one who reviewed that, but the 14 still holds its own years later now that it's been discontinued. And you can still find them for between $69 and $79 new on Amazon or Newegg. It's still a great cooler with a lot, I, there was a lot of headroom left on the table. Nice. And of course, everybody likes the 212. It just won't die. No, no. it's... It's amazing. It, and I would say that uh, maybe I just have a great sample, but I've owned two of these and they both did really well. And I've never had a processor throttle or run hot using it. It doesn't have the best mounting system, but it's not that bad. I guess it depends on how flat the base of yours is because you have the exposed four copper heat pipes on the bottom. Mine's really flat. It's not perfect, but I just use... I, I don't know if I do it consciously, if I use a little extra thermal paste or what it is, but I don't use very much thermal paste on any of these coolers, just enough to cover the CPU. And it seems to kind of even it out. And even though if I put my hand on the the top of the heat sink with the Evo, I can still kind of twist it around a little bit when it's mounted. It still has enough contact to do really well. So I came away very impressed with the Evo, but... If you spend a little bit more, you can get a lot quieter results. And one quick footnote as far as noise, I think my noise floor, even with literally everything in my house shut off, 
uh, is still a little high for me to give you the the true picture of what some of these sound like at, at idle. 33 to 34 decibels is as quiet as I can get the room. So you'll see they're kind of clustered together to around 34. That may not be accurate. I mean, they might be at like, you know, 32, 33. But basically, I could just say they're very quiet. You're not really ever going to hear any of the top three over any other component in your case. The Evo you can hear, but it's not any louder than a video card. And it's a much, there's no whine to it. It's just air noise. So, so do you, go ahead, Al. Do you think yeah. that uh, the majority of the noise is coming from the maybe a lower quality fan on the 212? It, I don't hear a bearing sound at okay. all. I never hear like there's no. Because I was wondering like, about fan replacement. Like if you put a knock to a fan on the 212 and still be under a D14 and in a smaller form factor, if it would kind of increase performance a substantial amount or not. That's a great question, and it sounds like I have some more work to do. <laughs> That'll be another one. Like, what great combo? Like, especially like a, a scythe fans. Mm-hmm. They make like the one on the Ninja is unbelievably quiet. It still moves quite a bit of air. So get a 120 millimeter like ultra quiet fan from Noctua or Scythe or another. You know, there's a few other quiet fans out there. And I'd have to look at the mounting clips that come with the Evo, but I bet it would work with any of those. They're like 25 millimeter width fans. Yeah. That could be a, a great combo. One of those Corsair golf ball fans. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Because then you're only at like 45 maybe $50 total. Although at that price, I have never used a better cooler than the Ninja. It's ridiculously good hmm. uh, we've had a couple of scythe coolers in here over the years and yeah like they seem to make underrated really good coolers that are super quiet yeah and the mounting hardware that comes with it it isn't as fancy as a noctua but once you get it mounted it is on there like it's, it's rock solid and it wasn't it's not a real pain to install or anything like that so do you like live by an interstate or something that your your noise in your house is just that kind of constantly high? No, I mean I don't I've obviously 33 isn't high. No, it's not high, but but it's not like whisper quiet. I would want I would I would hope that I could get down into like 29 30. So I need to get a different sound pressure meter, maybe compare it against. I've never used sound pressure meter apps, but I could try a couple phones and see what they're saying. Get a second opinion, get another meter. But yeah, it, it literally Julian gets so quiet in my loud. basement where I test these that I, can't, I, I feel that weird pressure in my ears just because it's so silent. I've turned off the refrigerator. Everything's unplugged upstairs. Everything's shut down. And I still get a reading of 33. Mm. So we'll see. It's 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 tectonic plates grinding together <laughs> thousands of miles away. Well, I do grind my teeth, so maybe it's that yeah. and the fact that I'm uh, seething the entire time I'm running these tests. Yeah. Well, you yeah. are a dad. So angry. He yes. only makes me do cooler reviews and cases. Why can't I do something fun? <laughs> uh, hey, I do gaming headphones, too. Hey, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. Why do you say that, Josh? 
Because Monster sent you the Fatality gaming headphones. Fatality. Fatality. That means gaming. Game. It's overclocking, really. But I won't spend too much time on these because I think listeners need to hear somebody else talk. So for a few seconds, I will say. You just keep going. Okay. Um, These are super light. That was the big takeaway. They are six ounces total, including the microphone. That's like your soul weighs heavier than that. Yeah, it's like uh, the last pair of gaming headphones I, I looked at was a pound. So these are less than half as heavy as, say, the Corsair headphones. Or, you know, the Corsairs were a little under a pound. I think most he- the gaming headsets are in the, like, 10 or 12 to 16-ounce range. And the Logitech ones were a full pound, the G-series. But these are just feather light. And I'm thinking, you know, how can these have like big sound if they're this light? They can't have strong magnets in them. There's, but really, it's just the construction of like the materials they use and the way they design the headband and the like the actual ear cups. Because the drivers, even though I can't find any specs on them, I didn't rip these apart to look at what the driver size was. They actually produce the most powerful sound from any of these gaming headsets I've tested so far. They well, have aren't ex- they going to be either 40 or 50? They I would hope I would expect it. Like they sounded like 50 millimeter drivers. And I've heard 40 millimeter drivers sound like really um usually before. The, the 40 millimeter ones that have kind of the well like the 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 Logitech ones where they have the special materials to make it really stiff to to give you good sound, uh, give, bigger give you, magnets. Not, not only, well, good bass, but also really tight mid range and, and highs, as compared yeah. to some of these other fifty millimeter drivers, which give you good bass, but everything else is kind of muddled because you just don't have that same stiffness. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Edge stiffness. Now, isn't that the edge, like the outer edge, that gives you the treble response? Like that's where you. I don't remember. But these, I would say they had that kind of 50 millimeter sound. You have a very warm sound signature. So there's a lot more bass and uh, lower mid-range presence to these. But it didn't sacrifice detail too much. I've heard headphones that sounded really, really warm and you didn't really get much trouble out of them and it sounded kind of muddy. There's another term that's used where they, they talk about it being kind of smeared. And these weren't like that. The drivers are still uh, fast enough that you don't get a smeared sound and they didn't sound thumpy at the bottom end. If you turn them up really loud, and these actually can get really, really loud, they're all analog. They just have an analog 3.5 millimeter connector on them, which is one of those uh, headset connectors that has the microphone element as well now what am i supposed to do with that Sebastian? what am i you supposed apple to plug that don't into recognize yeah which interface. what apple laptop are you going to plug it into that has <laughs> a headset jack ken mm-hmm. but if you don't have a laptop that has a headset jack and i think most laptops do now yeah. if you're using this with uh, a pc yeah. or something the version of these that they're selling online include one of those y adapters that splits it out to have a headphone and a mic separately this one that's currently in Best Buy stores is is in the console like gaming accessories section, so it's it's for console gamers or for use with a laptop. 
So when I was using it to test out the microphone, I used my phone and I used like the uh, a voice recorder app to record myself with the mic. But they they said that if you order it online, like the link I provided from the Monster Store online, you get the Y adapter with it. But this, like I said in the review, very fun sounding headphones. If you like bass, these are great, and they don't really sacrifice the rest of the audio spectrum just for the bass, but you're getting so much of it that if you're, if you don't like that, you're going to have to use EQ and just turn the bass down a little bit. And then they sound very balanced. So I was impressed with them. I thought they were really comfortable. The pads are squishy. They're really kind of lightweight. And I thought that they weren't going to do much for like reducing the noise from around the room, but they actually do. They do isolate pretty well, whatever material they're using. I was surprised because I was like hammering on my keyboard just to kind of test it out. And I had the, you know, a couple of things on in the basement around me. And no, it actually lowered the volume considerably. So is it a, is it a pleather or more of a... Uh, it's almost like a felt. It's velour, a very soft velour. cloth. It's mm. not like a velvet. It's just, it feels like kind of a, a thin cloth. Mm. with with foam right below it so it's it's very soft the headband is a little bit stiffer foam and the ear cups have very very soft foam which helps too because these aren't the biggest ear cups they're an over ear design they're not really that big they could almost be on ears but when you put them on they sort of squish around your ear and then they just rest against the side of your head Mm. didn't monster originally design the first beats and then crazy things happen Bad, bad things happen. I mean, the Monster produced the beats for several years at that point, like when they were more of a quote-unquote premium option. When, yeah. they, when, when they were only $400 headphones and they weren't mm. kind of doing $99 offerings and stuff. Mm. These yeah, are not they, unlike they, Beats, by the way. If you've heard Beats headphones yeah. with the, the significant bass presence. The bass, the bass, the bass, the it's all bass, about the bass, the bass, and These the bass. absolutely have that kind of sound. The only other thing I'll, I'll add is the, the cable that comes with these is very short. It's not removable. So if you're okay with a three-foot, nine-inch total length from the end-to-end, which is perfect for, like, using it with a laptop or using it with Most the game controller. Most people are satisfied by a length that long. Yeah. Hmm. I stand at my computer, so when I was standing, I had to crouch down to plug it down <laughs> into my tower and, like, stand up. And I kept on, like, pulling the headphones down. Your so head have... was bobbing up and down the whole time. It yeah. doesn't sound comfortable. So, overall, are they are they worth the price? I felt like they are kind of right there. Like, if you look at what the competition is, the the prices have come down on Logitech's current offering, which is the G633 in a wired model. It's come down a lot. They're 99 bucks now. And then you look at the Corsair Void series, and the Void that I reviewed was $79.99, but the extra 10 bucks gets you that USB Dolby headphone adapter, which does simulated surround. If we were comparing these head-to-head just for two-channel analog, because that's all these are capable of, I would say these beat out Corsair for just the stereo sound because we're more lively, a little bit better channel separation, I thought. Obviously better bass. Compared to the Logitech, though, they weren't quite as good, but that's just because the Logitech have such a balanced realistic sound. The Logitechs don't have quite as much bass as these. 
they're capable of it. Low frequency effects in surround sound great with the Logitechs. These just overall sounded really powerful. And if you like bass and if you like that kind of Beats headphone sound too, they, they're going to be great. Plus they're super light. So if you do not like big, heavy gaming headsets, that's, I think, the biggest selling point for these. They're only six ounces. And the clamping force isn't that heavy. It's kind of a medium clamping force, so it's not really squeezing the side of your head. You can barely feel it on the top of your head because there's, there's no real weight to them. So you can wear them for a long time, and they're going to be comfortable. And the more boom comfortable mic than comes Grados? right out. What's that? More comfortable than Grados? Probably, yes. Yeah, yeah. Grados, yeah. I, I love Grados. I'm wearing a pair of their iGrado headphones right now. But after a while, these push into the side of your head a little bit because it's just plastic. And the regular Grado headphones like the SR series, after a while, I always had to take them off. I can only go for a couple hours at a time with those. I mean, when you make your ear cups out of concrete, it, yeah. it, it, <laughs> tends, to, it tends to happen. I have no idea what kind of sponge stuff these things have. But, yeah, it's... <laughs> It's industrial They're fine grade. at first, and then about 20 minutes in, you start to feel on them. And if you have not, uh, you know, worked on it for a while, after about an hour, they're kind of unbearable. But, uh, you know, if, if, if you take the time and break them in, Or get those better. plush ear cup upgrades for them. Yeah, they got yeah. those. Cheating. If yeah. I went back to... I'd love to get another pair of Grados. I don't have any right now other than these. But if I went back to, like, the SR-325... Or even the RS2s, I would have to do a different pad. Yeah, these I'm, are the I'm too spoiled by my audio technician. The AD-H700Xs uh, are so comfortable. You can't even really feel you're wearing them. Huh. Anyway. Well, uh, the, the Sound Blaster XH5s I have, they're, they're comfy. They're about the same price range. They're, they're comfy, big, cushy, but it's they're heavy. They're well padded, but they're not... You know, the couple of ounces you're describing. He's about a pound. So after a while, you know, as squishy and nice as they are, it starts to get a little bit heavy. Yeah, I was a little worried, too, about build quality. I, I, I described it as adequate. I haven't tried to destroy them by any means, but they didn't feel flimsy. Excuse me. There's no, There's more flex to them because they're a little bit thinner through the headband, but it didn't feel like they were going to break. It's just kind of a, a more pliable, thinner kind of ABS plastic that they're using. To, and it's, okay. it seems to work. They seem to have engineered them well enough. They're not real creaky or they don't seem like they're going to break. Cool. You know, I, I forgot to mention a few things in the uh, in the introduction. <laughs> uh, you can subscribe to us. Get an email before the podcast. <laughs> PCPer.com slash subscribe. And also we got a Patreon. We're up to like twenty four hundred bucks a month, which is nice. And if Ryan were here, he would uh, be telling people, "Hey, if you account, uh, I will read off whatever you have typed in, no matter what, unless it's something really, really horrific." That's <laughs> like, not no matter like what. Like Jeremy gosh. Steele's manhole covers. Hmm. You you saw me doing that? It's a fetish, right, Kitty? There's a cat way of here, life. I mean. Yeah, and uh, oh, and if you subscribe enough, you can get this pussy. Mm. No, you can't. My cat is not for sale. 
and she's the, kind of the annoying. once we calico. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the Jumping once in from future chair to kitty. chair. Not so we anymore. No, she's not. But well, she's still pretty tiny for a cat. But uh, yeah, she's a good kitty, and she likes to get attention. My cat. Okay. All right, she's going to sit on my wife's desk. Uh, next, uh, that's all the reviews. Hopefully we'll have a few more next week. I'm trying to get one out if, if life would uh, have ever cooperate with all the goings on. But we do have some news. Alan is over in uh, Seoul, Seoul, South Korea. Not Seoul, South Korea, but Seoul, South Korea. Talking to Samsung, and they have announced the 960 Pro and 960 Evo. Jeremy, have you have you read up about these? No. No, I have Damn not. you. <laughs> anyway, there are two new M.2 NVMe class. Uh, they have a new packaging that they're using that... Uh, oh, it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting controller and uh, multiple layers of... Of, of NAND, and of course, it's using the 3D stuff, and these things are fast. So the 960 Pro can go up to what 2.6 gigabytes per second, and something like uh, 400,000 IOPS. I mean, just insane. I mean, it's narration style uh, of NVMe. I mean, the stuff is just fast. So, yeah, the the Pro is 3.5 gigabytes per second. I mean, that's... That's crazy. That's a, I look at that and I think, oh, that should be a lowercase b. That's gigabits, right? No, it's, yeah. It's yeah no, it's, it's 3.5 gigabytes per second. That's... that's. But look at those reads. Only 2.1 gigabytes a second on the writes. Come on. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. That's I'll so be terrible. standing there for at least a fraction a of a second waiting for... Yeah. Copying an entire Blu-ray over from one drive to the other one in, in like, how many seconds would that be? Just Eight? So yeah. it's twenty, yeah, 25 to 50 gigs, depending on dual layer. Think yeah. of all the seconds that would take. And you're just wasting those, watching those seconds tick away, all that data pass. I don't think you can come up uh, with enough stuff to do on your computer to actually use this bandwidth. It would be so fast. Yeah. yeah. 330K IOPS. And the uh, 960 Evo is, is no slouch either. Uh, sequential reads are 3.2 gigs per second, and uh, writes are 1.5 gigs, which is still that's really nice. I mean, and that's the that's the 250 gig drive. Uh, the 501 terabyte have much better writes, uh, 1.8 and 1.9 gigs. Um, IOPS, they're going to take a small hit, but not much. They're actually right about the same. Well, okay. So on the Pro, the one terabyte can do 440K IOPS. And uh, on the 960 Evo, one terabyte, 380K. I mean, that's just... It's up to you if the 12 cents a gig is worth it. Good Lord. I mean, sure, we've got SATA... you know, options that are do 530 megs and 100k IOPS. So you can see that this is a, a significant jump up in in overall performance, and it's a big jump from previous generations. I mean, they're they're of 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 M.2 NVMe. Uh, you know, 40% higher reads, 40% higher writes. 
10% more IOPS, 200% random performance uh, in IOPS. It, it just oh, the, the is... The lifetime is crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah for the it's... pro, they're saying 1.2 petabytes right. That's, that's really that's good. That's an insane amount of data. I see that part of that performance, at least for the Evo, comes with a significant increase in the amount of SLC cache they get because, of course, the Evo series yeah. uses part of the flash as an SLC in an SLC mode. And uh, he says that the one terabyte model uses 42 gigabytes of the total flash for SLC. That's so unless- bigger than the first SSDs. Yeah, so if you <laughs> yes, are not writing any more than that, you're writing right to SLC. You're going to get huge yeah performance out of that and yeah. it'll happily move it back to the mlc once you're done with it yeah yeah so uh the prices are, are well they're 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 high but you got to expect that because they're so damn fast uh it's what 58 cents a gig for the evo or is that the 52 pro? sorry 52 for the evo 64 if you're a pro for the pro which yeah, for I mean, NVMe M.2 is not ridiculous. Yeah, yeah 129. Cheap, what did the Pro launch at when the 950 Pro came out? Wasn't it like two? Wasn't it over 200 like for the five? Go ahead. I think the, the original 950 Pro was almost 200 bucks for a 256. Oh, easy. Yeah. I mean, it still is. still sells for 185 on Amazon right now. Yeah, so it's the, they haven't gone down in price, and they're still damn fast. But boy, this is just this is a big, big step forward, and and certainly with you know 960 Pro, a 512 gig models 329, 330 bucks, 64 cents a gig, which you know that's that's expensive for a lot of us, but. Well, if you're going to use it, if you're going to actually use and abuse it with video editing and you just hate to wait for everything. Yeah. But the Evos are not that far behind. And uh, yeah, 52 cents a gig. So um, 500 will be approximately 260 bucks. Those will be the most expensive per gig. It drops from there. Yeah. So it's uh, going to be a a nice, nice product. I mean, Samsung's doing some really good, interesting things in in um, in storage, and uh, certainly they. You could argue that they really are the the market leaders. They're kind of the Intel of 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 storage, and uh, you know they're <laughs> what they're kind of the Intel of storage. Boom, yeah, which is you know a step above the actual Intel of storage. <laughs> uh, so it's. Uh, yeah, funny, funny, funny stuff. But Are boy, you can't wait. I mean, like it comes up into a two retail, terabyte though? version in nine sixty pro. That's gonna be that's gonna be pricey. It's thirteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Which but, I mean if you like if you think about Well, you compare it to an Intel and that ain't so bad. Yeah, like compare it to a seven fifty or a like a, a P thirty six hundred or something like that. North yeah. of two thousand? And I mean, you're just getting smoking performance. Smoking, smoking, smoking. Plus, you'd think it'll drive the cost of those existing 950 Pros down. I can only hope. Do you know? Do you remember when the uh, the 830 
Pros were out and the 840s then were released and how little the 830s ever dropped in price. Yeah. But mainly because performance was essentially identical. Yeah, it, it, the, the Samsung SSDs n- never really seemed to drop that much in the previous generation when it was released. They're pretty good at getting them out of the channel, I think. Yeah. But are yeah, you saying then, that Samsung SSDs are like the Apple of the SSD world? <laughs> yeah, I am. Right. Their prices really well, never drop, and then they just yeah, go OWC. Away the new models come out. Well, yeah, or the, yeah, OWC is what I would say. Or or they learn from OCZ and realize you shouldn't drop your prices too low. <laughs> yeah, but Black Friday with these drives will be fun. Samsung True. always has good Black Friday stuff for their new, newest generation, which they launch about this time. Now I just need a processor and motherboard that will actually push these. Yeah. And um, probably some new RAM as well. Um, yeah. PC building time, I think, is soon for me. Yeah. I'm looking it's at the same thing. January, my February, bank account March, is yelling April, at me, but at the same time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Rivet Networks, they announced the Killer E2500 gigabit Ethernet controller. Now, Jeremy, have you read up on this one oh i did take a look at it but sebastian actually wrote it oh sebastian did i i don't know did you i may have written it but who says i read it well you're the same as i am when i'm posting uh articles uh i did i wrote it and i remember some of it but i'm looking now um what is rivet networks this doesn't ring a bell to me killer killer is that their name behind it well, did did they uh, did did Qualcomm didn't Qualcomm yeah, originally acquire? I don't know if they still own them. Was I I believe they still own them, but Rivet is like a spinoff oh, business division okay. of Qualcomm, so they're still getting the benefits to Qualcomm on sort of the hardware side uh, and using sense. their infrastructure for Nix and everything. But Rivet is kind of their own business unit, I believe. What do they think they are? A hardware now? company or something or a hmm. hard drive company or something <laughs> i feel like the takeaway from this is obviously it's new hardware their previous version was the e2400 but it's which as was based much... on an athros networking chip correct yes and i don't yeah. know exactly what this one is based on um but the they made as much out of the new software as the new hardware, and the new software that is being introduced with this has a new version of their. They have like an automated program that looks at traffic and does traffic shaping for you on your PC when you have it installed. And uh, when I reviewed their uh, like top of the line wireless card last year, the AC fifteen thirty five. It did really, really. It did a great job, just manual. Because I've I've done quality of service stuff manually before, but I just turned all that off and just let it decide. And it did a huge. It made a huge difference as far as like ping times in in a game, and kind of looking at where the traffic was coming from. And it has all these different, you know, categories, and it looks at what should take priority for you. So their their charts that are in this news post show like what the like performance relative to what they say the competition is and of course big gains in actual like 
milliseconds and packets and things they're claiming here. So I'd like to see one of these in a laptop and run some tests and see how it, it works in real life. But it was very impressive what they did with their wireless card before. I haven't tested one of their LAN cards, but interesting stuff. And I'm sure the software is going to be available to anybody using any of these newer killer cards as well. So there's there's definitely the, the camp that's all about the Intel NIC and, you know, managing traffic yourself at the router. But for those who just want to install a software program and let it take care of it for them, uh, it's an interesting idea. And it's not that you have to go out and buy it. It's that it will come on select motherboards. They're working with MSI and Gigabyte now. So you're going to see gaming oriented motherboards that come with the E2500 NIC and they're going to obviously have the software available and it'll come on the CD and it'll be downloaded from their site. So you download the driver, you have the card already, you might as well take advantage of it. So we'll see because I've noticed a lot of uh, motherboards in the last couple of years, even the at the lower price points, like under $100, were coming with Intel NICs. So... Yeah, now yeah, you only get the brag if you get two of them. It's mature technology, obviously. Giggy. Now we just need the 10 gig network adapters built into motherboards that don't drive costs up above the roof, and not to mention 10 gig switches. Yeah. And and maybe a 10 gig provider. The cabling. Yeah. That'd be nice. It's big money. No Even way. 5 gig would be fine. Yeah, yeah, but, but that's not even a solid gig that you're not lying about. Yeah, the gig that's really only 860. Yeah, on a good day. I've never had more than I think. What is the theoretical max for gigabit? Like 120 megabytes a second. 125. 125. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've I've seen like 100 before. 105. Yeah. That was inside the house, transferring PC to PC. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then wireless. We won't even go there. But <laughs> <laughs> my router says it'll do twenty five hundred megabits per second. I don't understand. Why is it eight sixty seven? Six K. Yeah. And of the eight sixty seven, I have seven hundred usable, and then I usually get four hundred. Nice. So I uh, hear uh, NVIDIA has uh, released uh, some new drivers, not to mention AMD as well. And for what application, mind you? Some sort of game you might be uh, benchmarking wheels on? Mm, I don't know if I'm going to actually do that, but yeah, it's the uh, the Forza Horizon. It's It's the second Forza product that's been released for the PC, the first being Apex, which was free to play and still is. Uh, it's got all kinds of graphics goodness, and they finally added wheel support in that. But no, they uh, uh, both AMD and, and NVIDIA. NVIDIA released the 372.90 drivers uh, for Forza. It encompasses all the other fixes and uh, updates and other uh, game-ready drivers that we have seen in the past because uh, there's been a few... Pretty big titles released in the past couple of weeks that, uh, of course, I have not played because I just don't play games anymore. Woe be the 44-year-old man. 
playing games other than oh, World of Warships. Yeah. And Nvidia did uh, fix a major oopsie as well. Oopsie as well. The Vive will work over DisplayPort with your Pascal-based uh, GPU again. I'm, I'm sure they have many regrets. <laughs> yeah, they may have gotten hammered a little bit for that from the 800. And it wasn't me this time. Vive. Yeah, so don't jab on that. Wine Kelly, it wasn't me. Right. MSI celebrates the 30th anniversary in style, limited edition GTX 1080. What's so special about it, Josh? I don't know, because I didn't read it. Have you looked at it? Look at that. Look at that Uh, thing. Is it shiny? It's partially shiny. Sexy EK Predator water block Hey, for our audio-only listeners like me, because they have no return video, what does it look like? Uh, It looks like a water-cooled... GTX Not just any water cooler. Yeah. That is actually pretty sweet. That's one of those uh, EK. It Predator. looks like it came out of Stargate. Yeah. It's. It looks more like Deus Ex. I think. Oh, fine. Yeah, those uh, the Predator, like the yeah. 240 I reviewed. This one is 120 millimeter, but it's and got the pump. custom built. Yeah, it's got the pump and reservoir right on the um, like the same assembly as the radiator and the fan. So it's like a uh, chunky uh, thing. You're gonna have to have. Uh, there are going to be a lot of cases you won't be able to mount that in, but as long as you could put it up top yeah. on almost any case. Is that one of those all-in-one water cooling where you can add plumbing? Like yes. You, so yeah, in theory, you yeah. could put your CPU in this loop as well, because if you have a 240... You, you look at it, and mm. although it's there's a little cap on it that says not user serviceable, you can add liquid to it. So, yeah, you can add Plus it. Plus they use just standard... Um, hardware like the the tubes everything that they sell separately they just kind of have assembled for you but you can rework this thing and add other radiators or other components into it and they're not those ugly corrugated ones either no those are like the heavy like hoses look like they came out of a car yeah car you also get a nice uh, wooden box that it comes in they didn't actually have any good pictures of the wooden box but you get like a little keepsake of it and out of the box, the boost is 1860, which it's a decent bump from your stock speed. It's not huge, but with that cooler, you're probably going to get more. And That's yes, a full coverage I didn't... block too, right? Yeah, it, it, well, the boost is 1860. The base is 17 and change, 1721. I would say 2000 or bust on this thing. Why would you buy this if you weren't going to overclock it anyway? But... You wouldn't. And although I refuse to post the picture uh, because of my personal beliefs, it it, it does have the RGB disease. So (laughs) if you like the 16.8 million colors, you can have the 16.8 million colors. That's a lot of colors. It it, it is. It it can also render that many, I believe, on your screen if you've got a good enough (laughs) monitor. You know, sometimes RGB is cool. I actually kind of like it when it's just one color. But having choice is nice. Like you can make it any shade of blue or red or green or white I that like you want. Purple. <laughs> yeah, so you can it have burns my time. eyes out when I stare at it. You don't have that when that reaction to purple light. Purple no. LEDs. Oh yeah, no. yeah. You have purple LED yeah, blinds. Blue is sort of a bluish white, which is weird. Sure, why not? It hurts my eyes. You know what else will hurt your hurt your eyes? John Holmes, but we're not going there. Oh. Oh. 
Anyway. Uh, no, sticking uh, 1,331 Anybody bins. else have anything else that they want to say about this uh, 30th no, Josh, anniversary MSI limited edition GTX 1080? How much does it cost? We don't know we yet. Don't know. Nobody knows. A lot of money. $1,000. Expected. Are they going to have a 30th Titan. anniversary RX 480? <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't been 30 years yet. Comes in many shades of red. No, no, no. Good, you know what's a great idea, Josh? Why aren't there anniversary editions of old hardware? Why can't I buy an anniversary hey, Pentium? RX 480 is brand new, man. It's three months the, old. Intel, breaking news, Intel is releasing an LGA 1151 uh, 486. And so Voodoo has relive. risen from the grave to do an anniversary edition Voodoo 5. Yeah. Does anybody own the Voodoo assets? Who... Bought them up. Anybody? Or they just kind of go under. Nvidia, Nvidia swallowed them all. Nvidia bought them. Property. Okay. Yeah. Buried them in an unmarked grave once they done digested them. <laughs> it's yeah. like the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Just well, they they, they put a bunch of trailers in the old uh, Nvidia parking lot, and they they <laughs> stored uh, a bunch of the 3D effects engineers there in temporary housing. So, hmm, yeah. true story. Yeah. Uh, AMD's upcoming socket AM4 pictured with 1331 pins. Jeremy, what's wrong with that number? Well, it doesn't spell leet. No, so it does not. They they missed, but then again, I'm I'm really really glad that they missed because I'd prefer a palindrome. Yeah. No, I didn't. Even, yeah. I'm so yeah. not leet that I didn't even understand why somebody brought up 1337 the other Wait, day. Wait, like, why? Why? I did thought you're feigning ignorance to my joke. You just didn't. You just didn't get it. Oh, that was you. Yeah. No, I I had no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> That's right. That was in the chat the other day. Like, why seven? Who? Can't, why is this obsession with seven? And Ken's just like, oh, it's like numbers in and seven. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Oh, Sebastian. That's yes. because he got an iPhone 7. So he's just like, hey, 7 is cool. 7, 7, 7. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion about uh, pin grid versus land grid arrays. And uh, so it's a hot topic in my household. <laughs> yes, it is. I imagine Julian no, is, it's is all drooling about short over all the new hardware, there. literally. Dude, short throw projection is amazing. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But anyway, um, the long and short of it is when you make a PGA-style CPU like AMD, some of the liability and costs of PGA goes to AMD rather than with Intel when they just have the pads on their, on their CPUs. And that increases the cost to the motherboard manufacturers because the, the LGA sockets cost more than... The PGA sockets, and so Intel shifted over some of the uh, the overhead and the pricing onto its motherboard manufacturers, and also because you only have those pads on the CPU, your pads aren't going to get bent. They're not going to not get in contact with a properly done LGA uh, array, and so also when those LGA kind of pins or whatever you want to call them get bent then the motherboard manufacturers are on the hook for them just ask well anybody who's bent those damn things like maury and others that you uh, send them into the the motherboard day, we manufacturers. straighten them with a big pen or a mechanical pencil or a well, you could do that with a pga 
you could go and yeah. straighten as many pins as you want, as long as you don't, you know, really hammer on them and, and break well, them off, when, which you is break one to do and than you, you think. buy a new one. Yeah. The way but, I see it is there's strength in numbers, so why not have more pins? Because then think about how strong those copper pins are going to be together on the bottom of that CPU. Yeah. Except yeah. they're going to so be thinner. So when your thinner. thermal paste turns into glue and you try to remove... Yeah. I've done that before where I've actually pulled... Oh, yeah, that happens. CPUs out of ZIF sockets pretty easily. That happens to me all yeah. the time with yeah. like AM, yeah. AM3 CPUs. Oh, like when you pull that, the heat that's sink That's why off they're the ZIF, not ZRF. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I... I that scares me. I yeah. was very happy when Intel moved to LGA because I have definitely pulled a CPU, ripped it right out of the socket with the heatsink before. Yeah, you have to <laughs> remember to twist on AM3 CPUs and not just yes. pull straight off. True story. It, so anyway, uh, we, we have seen the first ones of these. We've seen pictures. We've seen running products with uh, Bristol Ridge. Which is uh, their Carrizo on steroids that runs from 3.8 to 2 gigahertz and 65 watts, um, nearly 1100 megahertz clock speed on the Jeep. So uh, staying at 65 watts and, and these specs is is a more impressive than than some people have uh, considered. That especially there, it's still a 28 nanometer product. So uh, we're seeing those already. HP has an OEM model out that was spotted at Costco. Uh, somebody has gotten some engineering samples and uh, initial motherboards out and done uh, overclocks up to about 4.8 gigahertz, which is pretty good considering that Kaveri tops out at about 4.6. And uh, you're looking at a pretty marked uh, decrease in uh, in power consumption in between the older Kaveri, which is 95 watts, and these new Bristol Ridges, which are 65 watts. And Bristol Ridge is a little bit faster overall and supports DDR4 in the new 1331 socket. I'll be very curious what uh, um, when more information comes out about how many PCIe lanes that will officially have chipset options basic right now uh, but we'll get more information here in the next couple of months soon but speaking of LED lighting introducing the EVGA Supernova G2L power supply series is this the one that have the plugs on the inside have LED lighting you didn't even yeah, know it, you needed this yeah. it does ones of colors it does white and pale white and a lighter shade of pale and various other colors of white. So if you want it, you can have it because it ships completely modular, nice little cables with see-through plastic around the sides. If you decide you hate it, I'll just get some different cables that are pure black and the LED lighting will probably go away. But, so, uh, is there not like a, like a hardware or software switch for that? I, I'm hoping so. Yeah. Pierre didn't mention it because, well, they don't want you to turn them off because <laughs> it's fancy. But as much as we make fun, uh, Lee, uh, who's been doing power supply for us since the invention of the power supply, uh, has really usually liked uh, the VGA Supernova series. They've got the eco fan, so until you're at about 20-25% of load, 
Your fan doesn't even kick on. Once it kicks on, they're very quiet. They have always lived up to their rating. Uh, this one's going to be an 80 plus gold. You'll probably see a platinum come out at some point. But chances are it's going to live up to it unless they've completely changed everything. And they're also one of the companies that offers the 10-year warranty. So if your lights go out, you can get a new one. It, it's okay. So it'll be interesting to see this hit uh, the review platform. Because it, from the sounds of it, it's going to be exactly like the Supernovas previously. A nice, solid, good power supply, but it'll provide internal illumination to your case if you're in there trying to find that PCI cable that dropped out for a mysterious reason. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you're jamming your screwdriver into a case that I think you're you supposed to power supply it going. before you play with the screwdriver. Yeah. Yeah, you supposed need to actually to. Turn you don't it have off. to. Yeah. Apparently so you won't have as much lighting when you're doing maintenance. <laughs> Apparently there is an LED switch on the back, they say. If you nice. look at the product page. So that's good to know. You can disable that if it gets to be too much, maybe. Keeps um, you up at night. It it conflicts with my Asus Aura motherboard <laughs> and my MSI Gaming Z uh, video card with the LED lighting. So we should just I have know. all white LEDs and everything. Just put really high quality white LEDs and everything so yes. everything matches. You don't know when we're going to have Corsair RAM with the, the proper light just to tie it all in. Get one of those, uh, you know flammable uh, cold cathode tubes oh weren't those the days we should bring it yeah. back we should bring back the cold cathode tube yeah yeah but uh what are we gonna have led uh cpu cooling that's what i want to know Soon. i know we've got fans already but... i think like some of the corsair like self-contained blocks that you change the color yeah oh, i guess you're right but I mean, generally, when your CPU cooler is headed towards red and then passing <laughs> red towards blue or white, you should start to worry. Yeah. Gonna melt. Well, you know what? That's that's the news for the week. Reviews and news. Again, it's been slow. Ryan's in Austin. Alan's in Seoul. I'm in Laramie. Sebastian's in Kalamazoo. That's right. That was a lucky guess by I mean, who's where Jeremy's at? He's just near a beer. Kalamazoo is famous. We're in several songs. Several. Mostly from like the 1940s. And not to mention the uh, the really annoying uh, rumble at, at 33 decibels that just covers the entire town. Nobody knows why. I blame it on the, uh, there's like a freight yard about two miles away. Yeah, it's got to be and a paper it. factory and a water uh, treatment facility <laughs> and the constant stream of traffic. <laughs> yeah, that kind of helps too. And a bunch of strange, shady seismologists wandering around. <laughs> shady. So let's move on to our picks of the week. Who's got something? Yeah. I guess I'm first. Uh, you Jeremy's know first on the list, but I don't see anything. What? Jeremy? Yeah, I can put something up. Pulled it out of somewhere. This isn't exactly a sneak attack, Jeremy. No, it's, <laughs> I know. It's in here. I, I just hadn't bothered because I'm distracted Whoa, by the lack of video. Hadn't bothered. Uh, so this Very... is not the best thing on the market, but it is the best thing for somebody who doesn't want to spend time setting something up. GoPro just announced uh, their Karma drone. So this comes bundled with 
either their brand new ones at the Black Five or the uh, what is the other one that they've got? The two cameras that they've got. Uh, uh, the session. Session is uh, so the, the session's the small and, one, I think. Something like that. You, so you get two choices. One's about eight hundred. One's about eleven hundred. But the thing is, the drone comes in a package. It's balanced. You don't need to worry about leveling things out. You're not trying to mount a camera on it. If you just want to go out, start filming with a drone, especially a GoPro, so that when you crash it into the lake, it's not going to care. In fact, that might be your best shot of the entire thing. Boom. The Karma is there. Uh, the, the Predator 4 is, or sorry, the Phantom 4 is going to get, no, it's the Phantom is the camera. That's it. The Predator 4 drone is going to get far more battery life out of it. You're going to be able to go far much further, but it doesn't come balanced for the camera. Yeah, you can add a camera to it, but now you're spending hours trying to balance everything out, making sure that your gimbals are set right, everything's balanced. These guys, boom, you've got a nice little metallicized uh, briefcase. You wander out, you hook it up, away you go. So I think a lot of people that, you know, kind of want to get into the camera drone thing or get their hands on a brand new GoPro, uh, this is a decent idea. I'm, I'm For those just of you that have the time, sorry. I'm just saying it's really cool. They, you can detach the gimbal and use it handheld. Yes, you can. That's really awesome. And uh, it's one of the voice command ones now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. It's the GoPro Hero Five. That's it. So it the, says 4K the Hero Five of the too? black. Yeah, the the GoPro Hero Five does 4K 30, I believe. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's decent, and it's it comes all together. If you're a DIY guy, and you don't mind building your own drone, setting everything up and balancing it, don't buy it. it it's not worth it. You can get much better for a lot less, but it's going to take a lot of time. This, you pay for it, it arrives, and away you go. So it's like chip-controlled, where it'll try to like auto-trim and make it easy to fly then? Uh, the vast majority of them, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think you can turn it off, but essentially it's for the guys that they don't want to know about flight mode one or flight mode two or dealing with auto leveling. It, it's just there. Yeah, but, I, I know so, they've they've had this drone out and there's a photo event. They announced it at in Germany and they've been like letting uh, journalists fly this and stuff. I haven't watched any of the coverage, but everything seems to be pretty positive from what I've seen. 800 bucks is so much cheaper than the nearest competitors like the the phantom drones are like oh yeah 2500 bucks yeah but they'll go three times as far uh yeah but yeah that's the thing but it doesn't come with it hey take it from me even a hundred dollar drone will go really really (laughs) far if you fly it as high as you can in and you don't want it like heavy wind it'll go like two blocks (laughs) <laughs> and you'll be lucky to find it up against somebody's house in a tree 20 feet off the ground, yeah. which I may or may not have done twice. Hey, but at Good least you story. found it. I did, and I haven't flown it since. <laughs> so I've flown it twice. I've lost it twice. And now if I fly it, it's like messing around inside the house. Go on to antagonize your child with the drone. He doesn't like it, so I can't really fly it right now. Yeah. He gets well, scared. You could still antagonize him. He's been bad. Get out the drone. <laughs> uh, my choice. Uh, you know, 
I've, I've been running a GTX 1070 here for a while. It's been a fantastic card. I had another one in for review. Again, a fantastic card. This is one of the least expensive models out there. It's under 400 bucks. It's $399.99. Go figure. It is under 400 but after taxes, shipping, whatever, you're out of luck. But uh, EVGA makes a solid product. Uh, their cooling is is good. You may not get huge overclocks. Um, the 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 boost clock is not incredibly high, but it's not bad at all. It's seventeen eighty four. Uh, it's actually got a DVI port and like the uh, the uh, reference RX four eighty. So you got that going for you. Solid card, and uh, for not a whole lot of bucks. Well, I mean, considering four hundred is still plenty of money. But uh, you're not going to see a better performing card for less for quite some time. So it's kind of like buying in on the ground floor of the old, uh, what, 8800 GTX. That if you bought one of those new, you had like two years of just really good performing card that you didn't have to upgrade every eight months. And uh, we're kind of sitting at that uh, same kind of point here. I mean, certainly we'll get refreshes and updates, but uh, for 400 bucks, it's a very solid card. And uh, you'd do yourself well to uh, get one if you really like gaming, not just on uh, 1080, but I've got it on a, a three-monitor setup, and it does perfectly fine in every game that I play. Next. Next. Next, Me? Sebastian. Okay, I just started messing with this tonight, but... This is your wife's pick, not yours. Yeah, she absolutely loves thing this thing. It. She fell in love with it about uh, one second after I turned it on. And it's the Acer Predator Z850 gaming projector. It was actually, I'm looking back in our archives. It was Jeremy who wrote about this back in March when they announced it. It is an ultra-wide, it's 24-9 aspect ratio, which is 1920 by 720. Is a short throw laser projector, and laser projectors are quite expensive still. This thing from less than two feet will project a hundred and twenty inch screen. Wow! And I had it. I have a little like IKEA shelf up against the wall in the living room. I pulled it out like a foot and a half, set this on it, turned it on, grabbed my old PS3, plugged that in. And within about 30 seconds, I had everything up and running, and I had over a 100-inch screen on the living room wall. So you could watch was... Winnie the Pooh. What's that? So you could watch Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, and that was, you know, Julian sitting in there, and I'm like, well, let's turn on Netflix. Let's look at recently viewed. So, yeah, I tested it with Winnie the Pooh, but then I played a little bit with it, and it's uh, it's ridiculous how big you can get a screen from, like, two feet away from the wall. There's it's there's a lot of possibilities for this thing, and it the only drawback I can come up with, and I, I don't see it in retail yet. I don't see it on Newegg or Amazon, but the news post here says that its MSRP, at least at this point, was five thousand dollars. So we have a review unit that, of course, has to go back when I'm done, <laughs> unfortunately, but. It's extremely 
uh, interesting, to say the least. It has very high brightness at 3,000 lumens. Not, I mean, there are other projectors out there that will do that. But this is, I've never seen one that projected quite this big, this close. And we saw a few projectors, like uh, Pico projectors and things, um, including one that was integrated into a small system at CES. And I believe this is also high refresh rate. So double check, but I think it might be 100 hertz. I believe so, or at least that's what they were saying. Yeah, like, so it, if it was DLP, it wouldn't be anywhere near this. The, the Z8... Oh, God, no. Yeah, the Z650, they have two gaming projectors. The 650 is already out there. Its retail is twelve ninety nine, So it's 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 expensive, yeah. but it's not, you know, out of the realm for... But it's also about a five-foot throw, isn't it? it yeah, it's, it's longer. I didn't look at it. It's front projection. Yeah. Uh, uh, that seems thing. to be... Because uh, I've looked at these a bit, uh, both for work and just because they're freaking neat. Because, hey, I don't have to have a giant TV and a wall dedicated to it. I just have this little doohickey that you can attach to a ceiling. You can hide anywhere. But it seems to be that the further the throw is, the cheaper it gets. But we're talking five feet as the, the low end. Mm-hmm. This is hard to complain about. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. I did notice it does. it throws really high. So you could have this. You could almost put this on the floor. And then move it a few feet. Like if you had this three feet from the wall on the floor, it would project up to about the middle of the wall. A huge screen. You could put this just about anywhere. So I would love to see this offered for about half that or less than half that. But laser projection is just expensive right now. You get a really, really long life on it. It's not like the bulbs that lasted so many thousand hours. You had to replace them. I think the effective life of this is claimed 30,000 hours. Of course, That's it's not user serviceable. It's a big chunk of your life wasted. 30,000 yeah, hours? Yeah, I never have to really replace that. Yeah. But very interesting. Very expensive, but very cool. Do you we like the uh, physics on behind it, you know, short throw stuff. Uh, I know that Epson makes a projector. So we're yep. looking at it for work, and how come everything just kind of froze? Your Skype. Damn it. I can hear you anyway. just fine, Josh. Well, that's nice. But anyway, yeah, short pro. I mean, uh, short throw uh, seems to be the rage, and uh, they work well, which is cool. I could not, not have a standard projector all, in here because I've got a ceiling. I'd have to take the ceiling fan out and stuff. Like I have, I have obstacles. So like mounting a projector up in the ceiling, I have like one oh, wall on. I could kind of use for it. If you get that ceiling fan spinning fast enough, you could have a VR room. Ooh, good point. Put mirrors. I could just wrap the uh, aluminum foil around the blades of the fan get some really cool led effects now we're talking you have to use the the ceiling fan as a dlp color wheel it's got to get it going real quick <laughs> i could just attach the projector to the ceiling fan and just See, make I sure i remember at. to turn off the ceiling fan before i try to use the projector you're, you're not going to wrap a cord around anything you know you know this does have wireless um display well, technology how about in. a battery I'd have to attach a battery pack. It has like a standard like PC 
cable. So, you know, just like a paying a battery from the ceiling fan. Get it like a UPS. Know, just charge it up the UPS. The, ran- the ceiling fan runs off of. Even better. I'm an idiot, of course. It's it's regular mains power. Yes. Great point, Jeremy. I'll just How install an it? outlet uh, in the ceiling next to the ceiling fan and exactly. just splice into it. What could go wrong? Nothing. Nothing. Okay, I'm going to ask this one more time. How loud is it? It's pretty noisy. It's about as loud as like a desktop computer at load. It's not like whining or anything, but you can hear like the the sound of the fans going. So if you're watching a movie, unless it's like super quiet passage, you're not going to hear it over the soundtrack, but I could it's definitely hear it sound. going. It wasn't it doesn't scream or anything. I'm not trying to say it's like it's it's really whiny. It's just like you can hear this the air and the fans. Cool. Ken, do you have a pick or do you care? Nope. Okay. <laughs> nope and nope. So that's our short show. Our short, short throw length. show. Short throw yep. show that was made lengthier by our technical difficulties in the beginning that were never fully satisfied, but that's okay because it probably wasn't Ken's fault. It was everybody updating Skype that they didn't want to. Hey, everybody, are you not fully satisfied? Are you looking for more length? In your podcasts, no, just girth. girth can help. Yeah, girth is much better. Oh. So, uh, yeah, we don't have an advertiser this week. We don't have half of our people. That's okay. We didn't miss him much. Sure, we miss Ryan and his checks that he writes he out would to have writers. Held us back. He would have tried to move things along, and I wouldn't have been as long winded. What? So everybody benefits. Everyone. So that's it. Uh, thanks for joining us again. You can find us at uh, pcpro.com slash podcast. You can find us on Twitter. Donate to the Patreon, and uh, eventually we'll get the Josh's mailbag showing up. That'll be a lot of fun. Mm. Maybe Josh's on a Thursday mailbag? night. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That way you can get drunk and take Friday off and have a three-day weekend. Sweet. I got to do that. But anyway... With that, I I will say good night. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. And I'm Sebastian Peak. And behind the camera is Ken, the lovable Ken, who does not look anything like that. <laughs>